Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Quite the perfect homecoming as we're held to a goalless draw by the Massives. But how nice was it to have everyone back at the Valley? It was almost just like the good old days. Welcome to Charlton Live. So hello and welcome back to Charlton Live, our first Sunday show uh, of the season. I hope you're well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and joining me on this week's Sunday a podcast to look back at yesterday's opening day goalless draw with Sheffield Wednesday at the Valley and celebrate the fact that fans are now back inside the stadium. We're all back together joining in uh, with all our favourite pastimes. Um, uh, to do just that, we've got Mr Terry Smith. How do you tell? Terry, if I remember rightly, you, uh, you were about 50 years old when the Red Red Robin first came out <laughs> no I, I might have even been older yeah yes uh, good evening everyone uh, great, great to be back or it was until about a second ago <laughs> yeah good to have you and also uh, joining us on the pod uh, this week uh, we've got Mr Nathan Muller how you doing Nath? Oi, oi. yeah living the dream mate yeah uh, it was a good day yesterday yeah. apart from the apart from those shots but apart from that yeah it was a good day out. Good, good to catch up with everyone bumped into Terry and Greg and Ray and bumped into loads of people yesterday. It was really nice to see everyone. Everyone looking well. So, yeah, yeah good. 
Excellent stuff. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't bump into you, though, mate. No, I saw you, <laughs> but I did sort of duck in, duck in a doorway just because I saw you coming. But yeah, no. uh, yeah, it was it was a great day yesterday uh, at the Valley. Um, a goal of straw with Sheffield Wednesday. I'm fairly confident. I think it's fair to say that we were the better side. Um, a few things came out of it as well. Obviously, a lot of discussion about the fact that the pre-game song uh, was changed yesterday, and we'll be coming to that as well. Uh, we've got plenty of tweets and emails on that subject but in a minute we're going to hear the highlights uh, of the game we're of course going to hear from the addicts boss Nigel Atkins asked him what he made of the performance and also uh, got him to address uh, a rumour regarding a player that we may or may not uh, be signing we're also going to hear from one of our new signings Sean Clare uh, finally made his debut uh, for the club uh, yesterday Uh, and we've got your views to come to as well we've got your tweets and emails and we finally now that fans are back inside the stadium been able to do our second ever uh, view from the fans bar feature so we're going to hear uh, some of your voices are on our podcast uh, this evening. So, Terry, before we hear the highlights, goal of straw. Um, you know, it, it was a celebration day. Uh, it was an exciting day. The Alan Kerbsley stand uh, being renamed. All the legends back in the stadium. All the fans back in the stadium. Thomas uh, Sangar playing his guitar, which was, you know, I thought that. I thought that bit was a bit of a laugh, really. You know, it's not 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 to everyone's taste, but I'm not overly bothered by that um Floyd and Harvey coming back which which apparently is really important to some people again it's just a big dog and cat um but yeah uh, overall your thoughts on on what was a special day at the valley and I and I think that's the overriding motion special and I think um you know I sort of likened it a little bit not not entirely of course but a little bit to us going back in 92 it was it was a day where it was a day for celebration it was a day for the fans to come back and uh, you mentioned before about bumping into loads of people and I did as well including Nathan sadly uh, I'm 170 years old and, I, and I've only got one knee so I couldn't dodge into a doorway but uh it it took us a long time to get to anywhere because we were coming across people uh, we haven't seen for ages and some kind people stopping us to say thank you for for the for the commentaries while while it's been in lockdown you know we've been lucky enough over the last year and a half I guess to to just walk into a stadium uh, and watch a game of football without any interruption without being <laughs> hindered by anybody except the security and, and this time of course we had uh, 17,000 people to contend with and how good was that and almost I guess the football was a little bit secondary until the game got going it, it was it, you know the whole um uh, celebration of being there, Mr. Sangard and, and his moment in the sun, and that should that should be exactly how it is. You know, he's he's he saved a club, and so he deserves his moment uh, in the, in the spotlight, and and he got that. And then Alan Kirby as well, an absolute legend at the club, getting his spotlight quite well deserved, and seeing uh, seeing some old legends there as well. It was just uh, it's just one of those days where football was almost like the the, the bit part player. But when he got underway, of course, uh, different story, and we um, you know we it was a battling. It was it was almost like. Um, a, a, a frantic game of football. It was almost like two teams that uh, just wanted to battle uh, and try and get the better of the other, and neither did really. And uh, I think uh, one quite pathetic shot on target, which was a looping header towards the end that they that Sheffield Wednesday got towards uh, McGilvery. But other than that, it was huff and puff, and uh, a point was probably a fair result. I think we edged it slightly, but there wasn't a lot in it. Yeah, not not a great deal in in the game, as Terry says, Nathan. I agree with him though that we were the better side who edged it, but you know we didn't we didn't work the goalkeeper. I think there's still um, signs of where we're short. Of course, the fact that we only brought on Charles Clayton with a minute to go and, and five of our bench were aged 21 or under shows that we are still short. But I I, I do think there were plenty of positives to take from that display yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I think there was. Um, I think you sort of summed it up well in your post-match with Nigel, which I'm sure we'll go later in, t- in terms of territory. I think um, we had some good moments. They had some good moments. I mean, let's be serious. I mean, they're they're going to be there or thereabouts. Um, and, you know, they're, they're midf- midfield free of 
winger Denneran and Bannon, you ain't going to come up with too many midfields as good as that. But, so, but, and, and then to take a positive from that, because during the game, I'm not sitting there thinking oh, this is a particularly good Sheffield Wednesday team. I think we nullified the threats that they they clearly do have because you've mentioned they they've got some good players in that side. Yeah, of course, and I think like considering it's a, you know they're gelling, we're gelling, um, we're still trying to add. Um, I think we it was a you know we we restricted them to hardly anything as well, so we could be negative and go yeah we didn't have a shot on target, which yeah it's it's not great, but we're going to get better. Every team is rusty, every team, no matter where you are. Man City will be rusty on their first game. It's just the way of the world. It's how it happens. So, I mean, in terms of the bench, yeah, we brought Clayton on, but we've also got games coming up in midweek and that we're probably going to need them for. And so we do need additions, but you can tell that we are quite short because. At nil nil, you're looking at the bench and you go, "What can he really do to change the game?" Um, so that was the only other thing. So, but I, like I said on Thursday, the, the result was I weren't going to be too bothered by it. it was the main thing is like Terry's touched on, you know, the, the day itself, which was great. Um, and yeah, I'm delighted to see Chris Powell again and Radisson Kishchev, who I never thought I'd ever see again. So that was brilliant. Yeah, it really was a, a special moment, the unveiling uh, of the Alan Kerbishley stand. Uh, such a well-deserved honour for everything that that man did uh, for Charlton Athletic Football Club. It really did just cap the day off quite nicely, all the, the, the pre-game stuff. Uh, it really was a, a special occasion. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights of the game. For the first time uh, in 17 months, we've got some crowd noise to go along with it. Uh, on Valley Pass, or Charlton TV, or whatever you want to call it these days, it was Steve Brown uh, alongside Terry Smith and Greg Stubbs. Cheers, Terry. 24 and a half minutes play. Charlton nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil here at the Valley. Good to be back at the Valley. Full, near enough full crowd. And South East Londoners. Morgan with the free kick towards Stockley with the header. Oh, it's gone wide. It's a free header for Jaden Stockley. A beautiful ball in from Alvin Morgan. But Stockley couldn't convert. Yeah, and it's a free header. Uh, just wide a target. I mean, we're talking about two or three yards wide, so the keeper didn't really make an effort. Peacock foul, but uh, that's the first chance of any note, actually, on or off target. On the free kick, Alvin Morgan, George Dobson, the two over it. Four, five man, Sheffield Wednesday wall. Morgan to take over the wall, over the bar as well. Mm, and Innes is not happy. I think that was a, a routine that was supposed to have been delivered to Innes at the far post. He was free, he had made a run. Sheffield Wednesday had gambled that that was going to be an attempt at goal. Free kick towards Stockley, heads down towards Washington. Oh, couldn't get that. Goalkeeper just kills it away. Sheffield Wednesday, Gunter applies some pressure and is a good block, but that was a. Potential opening for Charlton. Yeah, it's a long ball. And you've got to take those gambles. Off of Stockley, nodded it down, and we're talking inches. As you can certainly hit them from distance. Charlton with a four-man wall, and Albie Morgan just to the right of that as well. Almost on the edge of the penalty area, so it'll be wing to take. And it hits Sean Clare straight in the stomach. And Charlton can press out, and there is the half-time whistle. It's after 45 minutes here at the Valley, with fans back in the ground in number. Finishes Charlton Neal, Sheffield Wednesday Neal across to Jayasimi. It's a lovely looking pass, good control as well from Jayasimi. And to his left foot, out to Mort Matthews with the cross. Looking towards Stockley. Yeah, free for company, still got something on it. Charlton striker. It's a good start from Charlton in the second half. Very good. I'm very impressed with that diagonal from Albie Morgan. That's 60, 70 yards on a sixpence to Jayasimi's right toenail. Towards Washington's a good one. Washington. Back out to Matthews, to Dobson, forward towards Clare, it's a good ball, Clare controls, Clare towards Albie Morgan, just stretching for it, 
I wonder if he could have got a call from Chris Gunter behind him. You don't blame Morgan for going for it. That's a good chance for Charlton. Yep, it's a great move, it's a good chance, but he was absolutely travelling at pace, Morgan. He was so desperate just to arrive to be an option for the cutback that he was travelling too fast when he came onto it. The control from Stockley. Ball across to Jayasimi, right corner of the penalty area. Attacking the area, coming in on his right foot, back on his left, then on his right. The shot over the bar. What I will say about that, although it's a disappointing end to the move, just get the ball to 1v1 because he's got that fullback on toast. He is absolutely spent, Palmer. And I would just get the ball to Jaya Simi. Who's actually gone down, it might be cramping, there's a mistake by Orpha. Stockley will pick it up to Charlton, sends Washington away on the left-hand side. Washington into the corner of the penalty area, looking for options, ball across, cleared away to Michael Morgan. Might take the shot on, just wide of the left-hand post. And away for the goal kick. Yeah, and I offer stretching off. He went in to try and win the header, misjudged it. And we're seeing an awful amount of mistakes. And again, my only criticism is that LB Morgan is so desperate to get there that he's he's arriving at such a pace that when he takes that first touch, it probably goes just a little bit too far in front of him because you haven't cushioned it properly just to the side so you can then take that curling shot. And that's only just an honesty from the young lad. Closing him down and the goal yeah, kick has gone straight to Bannon as a result. Or thought about a shot and now he's in a position to do so. Goes past Famwo. It's a shot from Bannon and it's in the end harmlessly wide right of the post. But Charlton escaped one there. There's a poor clearance. Yeah. Bannon looked for all the world like he was going to slot that home. Yeah, there's a real naivety to that, Terry. It's a short one. Gets it across and... Uh, as he takes a short one, the referee blows up for full time. There we go. That were the highlights uh, from yesterday's game. Goal the straw with uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, probably, I think, actually, tell you'd say that Sheffield Wednesday had the best chance of the game. That Barry Bannon opening that uh, he had sort of, was it 10 minutes from the end? It, it, certainly in the closing stages. Uh, probably the best chance. But overall, I, I think that was their only real opening, whereas we looked more likely that we were going to create some, some openings. We had those two from Albie Morgan where he may feel... Uh, he could have done a little bit better. Stockley had a header in, in the first half. You know, it was a game of few chances, but despite them having the better one, weirdly, I felt overall we were the better team. And I think that's fair. I think you're right about Bannon. And with a bit of luck, he'll have nightmares about that because <laughs> he should have scored. I mean, it, it, the ball was gifted to him, I think, from a, a misplaced kick out from McGilvery. Uh, and then he just took had a run, had a run on everybody. And how he didn't slot that uh, into the back of the net, I'm, I'm still unsure now. And I guess he is. And uh, so with a bit of luck, he'll be uh, a few sleepless nights over that one. Uh, other than that, you're right. I think uh, second half, especially when we were attacking the covered end, which was rocking yesterday. I mean, some of the noise coming out of the covered end. I, I don't know if it's because I haven't uh, haven't heard it for, for nearly two years, whether or not it was, that was the difference. But it did sound uh, absolutely mental up there yesterday and, and, and great from where we were sitting. And maybe that's what spurred on the side yesterday because, uh, yeah, they put a you know, put a real shift in and I thought, uh, you know, I don't think you could pick out any any bad players personally. I mean, obviously some people say, well, they did, might not have done enough and, you know, you had one pass from Claire which was almost spot on but just not quite uh, through ball. Uh, Stockley, a couple of snatch chances and obviously the two uh, from... Elby Morgan, where you know if he learns not to lift his head up at certain moments, I think it will pay dividends in the future. But um, I think he's the type of player that will learn from that and grow. And uh, and 
And I think, um, you know, you could pick holes in a few things. Of course you can. But against, uh, well, in, in a frantic game, and a, a, you know, when you think about it, towards the end there, everybody was, was cramping up pretty much. And quite a few looked dead on their feet. And I think um, Nathan touched on it just now that there wasn't a lot that could come from the bench to change things. And, and that obviously shows where, where we need to strengthen. But... Uh, you know, we only really had the two senior players with Jason Pearce and, and Ben Watson and he couldn't really risk um, inviting because they're both defensive-minded players and that would have potentially just invited Sheffield Wednesday onto us. So the only one he made was Clayton and that made some sense. So, you know, I think uh, a point first game of the season in what is uh, a building season for, for us in terms of uh, where we you know, obviously, you know, we want to go further. But um, I, I'm not overly unhappy with it and I think if you'd have asked a few people before the game, I think quite a few would have said, uh, yeah, we'll take a point in this one because Sheffield Wednesday, all right, they've changed 10 or 11 players, but you know, they haven't changed 10 or 11 players with League Two players. So they've changed them with some quality quality players. I mean, they've signed that. Uh, um, they've got the, the goalkeeper who's a Northern Ireland international. Uh, you've got the Canberry from St. Gallen, the Corbin, the, the, you know, the Portuguese guy from, from Wolves. They've got some good players in their ranks. And so uh, they're going to be there or thereabouts, assuming that um, financially they're still able to come the end of the season. Yeah, they've got a potential uh, sort of points deduction hanging over them if they don't pay their players, I think I read, uh, over the weekend. I mean, I mean, obviously looking at our performance, Nave, who, who was it who stood out? I think Jaden Stockley got given the Man of the Match award. Um, I and mean, we know exactly what to, to expect from Jaden. And, and we saw basically, I mean, in particular, defending from the back as well. He's so useful at, at set pieces for, for the opposition, clearing our lines. But, you know, we, we know we know exactly the sort of player he is and, and, and he did what he did well um, quite a lot yesterday. Yeah, of course. I think um, I think it was a, definitely the right call. I never see it coming, but thinking about it, giving Jaden the armband, I think he obviously leads for, by example. You know, set pieces in both boxes, um, obviously around the dressing room, um, and he's our sort of talisman in a way. So um, I thought Jaden had a really good game yesterday. Um, always a threat, um, as he always is. A bit isolated at times, but you know that will come in time. Um, but for me, someone impressed me was Fanwo. For me, I just thought. Um, considering it's his first time he's probably played in front of a, obviously a Charlton crowd which like most players to be fair but I thought he defended really well with some key um, key interceptions him and Innes obviously struck you know like they was you know they were never apart really and um, that little cameo run which I enjoyed I must admit uh, <laughs> from Fanwo but um, yeah I think Fanwo stood out for me but again I like I agree with sort of Terry and I don't think there was anyone who had a bad game um, Morgan, I just think you know, just a little bit more composure, and then he'll be fine. But he's getting in those positions, um, which is the good thing. But overall, I would say, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Fanway impressed me the most. But yeah, everyone else had a decent game, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously we talk talk about a couple of midfielders that that had had their full debuts as well yesterday. Obviously, Sean Clare and George Dobson. Uh, particularly impressed with Clare. We're going to hear from him later on in the pod, Terry. Um, I mean, what did you make of those two? Obviously. Um, you know, for, for Sean coming back to the Valley after all these years and uh, playing in his preferred position um, and, and for Dobbo, as Nathan's decided he's going to be his nickname, um, you know, it's, uh, the young Darren Prattley we talked about on Thursday, but I thought energy is what we saw from him as well. Absolutely, and it's, it's energy what we're going to need. I think he does. I think with uh, Dobby or Dobbo, I'm not sure. I don't know which one Nathan will end up with. But, the Dobster. Um, exactly. I think uh, he, he does the he does the dirty stuff. He does the stuff you don't see. He does that sort of, in, in the same way as Cullen used to do when, when he was playing really well for us. He does that stuff, breaks up uh, the, the opposition trying to come forward. He does everything that you want him to do. 
as a as a defensive midfield player to get the game going and and, and up against it as you know I've said it before up against some good players in that midfield that they had you had the um, I mean I saw that going for they got on loan from Borough which is wing you, the, everybody knows how good uh, sadly Bannon is um, and Adenayan, um who these uh, just got from Everton so you know they had some quality people in that midfield uh, and so it was never going to be easy. Sean Clare, I thought, um, you know, if that, if that ball that he played pinged through, which was in, almost inch perfect, just a little bit too long, uh, I think it was Stockley was trying to get on the end of it. If that had been inch perfect, then I think we'd have been talking about that still, that pass. Um, again, it, 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 probably a quiet game in terms of uh, end result because obviously it was nil-nil, so the, uh, that speaks for itself. But no, I think he had a tidy game. And as I said, I think everybody had a, a, you know, a decent game. Uh, I think you're right, Stockley stood out because of his hold-up play up top and his defensive uh, display at the back uh, from set pieces. Uh, and I, I still think Albie Morgan had a good game. He was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Of course, everybody's going to probably pick apart things like um, dead ball situations. But that, and that's not always about the delivery. That's that's about people getting in on the end of a, of a half-decent cross. And, you know, there was probably a couple you could p- pick out that said that were probably too low. But other than that, it's just a case of you've got to expect people to fight for it in the box. And uh, and obviously the two missed chances, but um, you know he'll learn from that, and he'll you know he'll he'll come good. And uh, if he adds goals to his game, he's going to be exceptional. Mm, yeah, because that's one of the tweets that's come in actually, and I'll bring that up now. Then Nathan Ian tweeted in saying, "Would like to hear some open and honest discussion about Albie Morgan. He's a six out of ten player, and we appear to be putting our faith in him to take all corners, free kicks, and the number ten shirt. Not confident that our faith will be warranted." Thoughts, Nathan. Uh, I think he's got a point. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it feels. I mean, he's only what twenty-one, um, and he's been. He's, he's sort of been in and around the team now for what the last two, three years. So it could be a, a season for him where he actually steps up, and you know, he's he's got the number ten shirt, so he might have to, you know, step up a little bit and try and stake a claim for that shirt to keep keep himself in the team. Um, I think, yeah, like Terry touched on yesterday, there was a couple of disappointing bits yesterday, but it's still early days and, you know, he's still learning. I definitely think he's improved from, you know, when when he was, when Bowie was here and he wasn't doing the defensive side of the game and I think there was a goal that went in, I can't remember who it was against because he weren't tracking his runner. But I think, I think he's become more disciplined. I think he's definitely improved and we've just got to remember that he's still only 21. Um we well, still, but I'm not going to give him that excuse forever because at the end of the day, if you're not playing well, you shouldn't be in the team. But it's first game, you know, new system. I think it's the first time in a while where, against the, like we've already touched on in terms of the midfield from uh, Sheffield Wednesday, they had George Byers on the bench from Swansea. So I didn't thought, didn't think we were overrun. There was many times last season where I thought we were overrun in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think. Our, Albie would be there. He's just got imp- I just composure is the word I think of. If someone says to me improvement for Albs, uh, I would just say composure. I'd, you know, defensively, yeah, but I think he's a little bit more advanced now in terms of the pitch. Whereas I think Bowyer was using him as a in a, in a central mid- midfield area, whereas it looks like he's going to be that sort of advanced number ten, as it were, because he's number ten. But yeah, I just think he just needs to sharpen up a little bit. He's getting in his right positions. We know technically he can do it. We know his vision's fine. Um, he's just got to sharpen up on his um, execution, as it were. So, yeah, I think he'll, he'll, he'll come good, like Terry said. Yeah, I mean, one player who uh, obviously I've predicted big things for this season, darling, uh, Jai Simi. Uh, I mean, he had some lovely touches in the first half, a couple of times where he had two two Sheffield Wednesday players in very close attendance and managed to wriggle his way out. And uh, in the end, I think he got across him once and then another time he was snuffed out. Second half, uh, again, he got a shot away at, at one point that went over the bar. Um, we saw flashes of it. I mean, Nigel, Nigel, we'll hear it in a minute, Tell said he was unplayable. 
Do you know, um, if, you, if you listen to the commentary back um, in its entirety, especially in the second half, uh, Stevie Brown was saying that, oh, just get the, just get the ball to Jayasimi. Just keep getting the ball to Jayasimi because uh, he felt, and I think quite rightly, Liam Palmer was actually blowing out of um, several orifices other than his mouth. Uh, he was that tired and he, he reckoned he had him on toast. I don't think we really quite got the ball to him enough. And uh, yeah, a couple of times he, uh, he saw, <laughs> there was one particular occasion where he went past uh, went past him with ease and just forgot the ball. Uh, Palmer. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, I think um, yeah, we probably if I was going to have a, a, a you know one real criticism of the game yesterday, it might be that second half we didn't get the ball to Jaisimi enough because I think he would have definitely troubled Palmer a lot more, and maybe something more would have come from it. But it's easier said in hindsight, I guess, and uh, in in the game itself. And we've got to consider the conditions as well. By the way, you know it, that pitch would have been heavy, and and I think that. That's another reason why quite a few players are cramping up, and uh, and and people will say to, and I've heard it already saying, well, you know, we only made the one sub, and uh, does that show how lightweight we are on a bench? Well, they only made two, and one of them was enforced because of Patterson's injury. Uh, they only brought on Marvin Johnson towards the end uh, to replace Greenman. Consider who, you know, what they had on the bench as well. It uh, it probably meant that both managers were thinking, well. You know, I could take a risk here and go for it and lose, or I could just, you know, let's just see where we go with this. And uh, and if you're not going to win it, don't lose it. Mm, yeah, interesting point that. So I hadn't thought of that. Um, you mentioned actually uh, the injury injury to Callum Patterson. Uh, we'll just say for anyone who hasn't seen it that, that Callum has tweeted today that he's he's okay, a bit bit sore, but he'll be fine. So. Uh, if anyone was worried about him, obviously we were all sending him our best wishes after what looked like a nasty uh, clash. I mean, it came from a corner. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned, Nath, is that when the uh, Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper punched Jaden Stockley in the face. I mean, in what world is that not a penalty? Uh, it was headed behind by a Sheffield Wednesday defender, and the keeper came out and punched as if he was going to punch the ball, and he punched Jaden Stockley in the face. Why is that not a penalty kick? Probably because the referee graduated from the referee school of Kevin Friend and Trevor Kettle, probably. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why it wasn't the foul, but uh, foul penalty. But yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Um, but in this sort of, in, well, in fairness, in any league, really, you get some you get and some you don't. But um, I must admit, even if we did win that game one nil, I don't know. I think a draw would have been a fair result. To be honest, it might have been a bit harsh for Sheffield Wednesday. Even though I hate to admit that, because I'm not, I don't really like that that Sheffield team. Sheffield United, I don't mind. It's just them, the massive club. I don't like because they're huge. Um, <laughs> but wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't know. Wasn't there a case in the World Cup where a penalty was given for that? Yeah, exactly. Or in in the Euros, you mean recently? In the Euros, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, sorry, that's, yeah. that's why. Yeah, I, I, that that's why I sort of came to mind. Like, I just don't understand how it's not a penalty. Like, you get if. But you, if you saw the game yesterday, though, I mean, how many times? And, and and it might have happened in both boxes. I don't know, but I mean, Stockley almost had his shirt ripped off about five times yesterday, and and the referee and the linesman. I think they must go out there before the game and say right. Ignore the pulling of the shirts. They all do it. Let's just ignore it. Otherwise, we're going to be here all week and I'll give 20 penalties. Let's just ignore it. And that, I think they must go out with that mindset. It's the only explanation I can think of. Yeah, but I mean, it, they're taking it too far if they're in the tunnel. So, right, if anyone gets punched in the face, let's just ignore that because otherwise we'll be here all night. Right, um, I think before we hear from Nigel Atkins, Terry, we need to address the, the elephant in the room. Obviously, we spoke about all the festivities before the game yesterday. Um, there was some chat, you know, when I turned up, I heard that the... Uh, the the Red Red Robin was uh, going to be re- replaced uh, by Thomas Sangard's new song, and uh, my theory—I mean, my my fear almost straight away was, I mean, that's a terrible idea. Like, um, especially now, and 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 I think this is something that 
perhaps people should just just make sure they're more aware of. But there is a little bit of in the fan base looking at the squad we're in currently and thinking we're not where we need to be yet. And therefore, now's not really the time to make a decision to change something that's very traditional and a lot of fans like. Some fans don't like it. We've got messages uh, that we'll come to uh, later on in the show. Uh, but the, the majority of fans, you know, we saw the, the vote by the fan advisor online yesterday, uh, wanted to keep the Red Red Robin. So the last thing you want to do when there's just a few people just saying, right, we're not where we need to be yet, you know, maybe maybe not judging just yet, but certainly a little bit worried that we're not where we need to be yet. The last thing you need to do is go and change uh, something traditional like that. And, uh, well, it went down like a bucket of cold sick. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because if you cast your mind back to a few years, and I'm going back a few years, obviously, but I'm sure on, on Charlton Live there was a, a groundswell of opinion as to whether we should get rid of the Red Red Robin. And I think it, was, uh, it wasn't overwhelmingly uh, in favour of keeping it, but it was just that we should keep Red Red Robin, and rightly so, because it is part of our heritage, part of our history, and, and, and you shouldn't mess with it at all. And um, some people don't like it. It's, I think they're in the minority now. Uh, but yesterday, uh, I'm hoping it's just, uh, you know, I mentioned before about um, it was Mr. Sangar's day in the sun. It's his, it's his spotlight because of what he did for the club and what he has done for the club. And so I'll allow that. I'll allow that day to, to, to go past and without too much comment because, you know, he deserves all the plaudits he got. Uh, and, and it was good that he had a, he had a almost packed, not quite, but almost packed valley to, to say thank you. So that's done. We've done that. It's done and dusted. Let's get back to the way it was. Yeah, I mean, I think that that needs to be the, the, the clear takeaway message from this is that, all right, it's happened once. It has to not happen again. Otherwise, there will now be problems. I think there's a lot of people, Nathan, who are very upset about it happening at all yesterday. Now, I mean, the guitar playing on the pitch, you know, I, I don't really care about that. I mean, if you want to have a laugh, fine. Strange things have happened on football pitches for donkey's years, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen videos of when they used to bring the circus in down at Charlton back in the sixties or something. Um, so, you know, that's always been a weird quirk you have at football pitches. And, you know, I thought that was quite funny. Not, not that bothered about it. Some people found it cringy. Uh, that's up to them, but that's the sort of guy that Thomas is. But I just think that that one part of the tradition, the red, red Robin, I, I really think that shouldn't be changed because there were some people genuinely really disappointed because they were looking forward to hearing that tune as the teams come out. Because, I mean, if you ever, I mean, obviously we play it at the start of the pod on a Sunday, but if it ever comes up on shuffle on your iPod or something, iPod, how old am I? On, on whatever system you listen to music on and it comes up and you're immediately transported back to the valley and you can remember a game or you can remember the, the euphoria and the excitement of the team coming out and, and what's going to happen next. So it, it was a big disappointment for people yesterday that they actually had that taken away after this long, long wait and people looking forward to that, that song being played when they came back into the stadium. Yeah, no, of course. I think obviously I'm the same. I mean, if Red 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 Robin comes up on my, my cassette player or CD player, uh, then yeah, well, I will always skip it. <laughs> iPod. Last night um, of proms or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, listen, I'm in, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. I think the tradition is the Red Red Robin. Yeah, I know it's probably not the most uplifting of tunes, but I mean, if you go around the country and um, you don't really have many teams that will have uplifting tunes, but I think there, there could be a... There could be space for have both. So you have the Red Red Robin come out as they come out the tunnel, like the tradition suggests. And then once you've got all the melee of, you know, them all sort of doing the handshakes and all that jazz or, um, you know, once they're running out to the to go into their respective halves, you can play a bit of uplifting music then if you if you want it. I think there's probably room for both. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of that. Um, I wouldn't say I, was, I wasn't disappointed yesterday. I was just a bit shocked. Like, I didn't expect it. So I was like everyone else. I was expecting to have 
the Red Red Robin. And I think that should remain the same. But as Terry said, if it's a one-off because it was his day in the sun, it's done now. Let's move on. Um, and hopefully it comes back for the um, for the next game against Wigan. Yeah. Well, Can I ask you a question, boys? Go on, Tell. Well, how do you skip songs on uh, vinyl? <laughs> I, I, I thought he was going to say I just skipped songs on my on my iPhone. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my I thought he was going to ask what an iPod was. But <laughs> well, we're, all talking, we're talking about cassettes and CDs and all that modern Fandango stuff. I want to know how you do it on 33 and a third. <laughs> I'll be honest, Tell, I don't know what that means, a 33 and a third. It sounds... Uh, I, I sounds don't... like beer. Yeah. Surely, no, you get a third of beer, don't get 33s is that, of beer. Is that, is that, is that the old drink. currency that you used to have? Is that shillings or something? <laughs> Tuppence. Would you tuppence <laughs> Shil- there will uh, be yeah, people farthings. of a certain there, there'll be people of a certain age tweeting in as we speak. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's let's hear. Let's, let's move beyond this and get on to Nigel Adkins, shall we? I spoke to the Addicts boss after the game against Sheffield Wednesday yesterday. Asked him actually to address the uh, Charlie Kirk rumours, the Crew Alexandra player as well. So we hear that in this clip. Uh, I can definitely tell you that we're in for him. And uh, but also asked Nigel Adkins uh, what he made of the opening day performance. I thought it was a good game. I thought it was a, showed a lot of commitment from our players. I thought Sheffield Wednesday had to defend very, very well at times. I thought the stadium was rocking, especially in the second half. That's what we wanted, wasn't it? 17 months without fans in the stadium and the players have given the fans something to cheer about and get behind them and the fans have certainly got behind the players. We've had some good chances uh, to go and score. Unfortunately, we didn't capitalise them at the time. I know that there was an opportunity for them late on in the game and it just showed how the game went all the way to the end. It didn't feature out for the first uh, game of the season. Um, we looked fit, looked strong. We had a big variety in our play. Uh, it was a challenging pitch today because of the weather, um, you know. But we had a good variety where we could get into the attacking third, into the attacking third of the pitch, and create some good opportunities from there. So you could see a very committed group of players working so hard for each other. We might only be a small group, but we're totally committed. And you can see with the fans getting behind them. Um, you know, everybody at Charlton Athletic is trying to be positive to, to keep moving us in the right direction. Certainly felt, particularly in that second half, you were the team that had the better territory going forward in that in that second period. And obviously the fans making that noise sort of helped that as well. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, the, Thomas, the owner, is starting it all off as well, hasn't he? Um, with the storm. The atmosphere was really good. It was great to see Alan Kerbs to get the stand named after him. You know, the history at the football club and what he's going to achieve and see the, you know, the legends coming back as well. Um, and the lads have gone out and what they've shown what they've shown is a very committed performance some real good quality at times with goal threats you know it's not just like tippy tappy playing football we're trying to be uh, a way of, of trying to be positive in our, in our outlook at playing and the players are great and young Charles Clayton makes his debut you know we've had a lot of the academy players um, trading with us all the way through pre-season they make up the, the bulk of the squad now which is great there needs to be a pathway for the youngsters and young Charles Clayton making his debut is, uh, is just a, is a highlight of things to come. Yeah, it was a great moment for Charles, obviously coming on quite late, but he's probably earned that with his performances in pre-season. Several of the players have been brilliant. They've done really, really well. So, uh, you know, we were looking, we were hoping he might have just that last 10 minutes or five minutes with his pace, maybe just get that opportunity to go and win the game for us. Unfortunately, that didn't materialise. But, um, you know, as I said, him, the attitude of the players has been first class. And what you've seen is a very committed Honest group of players. Yes, we'll all make mistakes at times, but there's an endeavour to keep improving and learning. And uh, I certainly think there was a, that was a good performance to open the season with against a team who have just spent very heavily just of late as well. And we know that they're going to be up there at the end of the season. Uh, for me, that should give us a lot of heart on how we perform today. It's always nice to start with a clean sheet as well. Ryan and, and uh, Akin had a lot of those between them when they played together last season. Very much, 24 to go. 
<laughs> you know, we all want 25 clean sheets. I mean, I can't really remember Craig making that, having a save to make, you know, and uh, again, we were comfortable playing out from the back and we were comfortable getting the ball forward. I thought Jaden Stockley was outstanding, a massive threat. And then we talk about, I mean, DJ, um, Jay Simi, wow, he was he was unplayable today, wasn't he? We just needed to get the ball to him a little bit more often. Um, but for me, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good opening start to what is going to be a very long season. A very competitive season, but that's certainly you've seen a committed side there who have demonstrated they've got a, a way to go and play um, in and out of possession to try and give ourselves an opportunity to win games of football. You mentioned Charles obviously coming on. There were five players, I think, 21 and under on the bench. And, and again, we said they've earned their, their chance throughout the, the pre-season. But does that also show where you're still a little bit short, perhaps, in terms of the squad size that you're hoping for? Well, yeah, I mean, like all clubs, we want to try and bring a few more players in. And that's what, you know... Um, behind the scenes, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to try and make that uh, happen. There's another three weeks left of the transfer window being open. But uh, from my point of view, that will that will get addressed as we go along. But today is all about the fans being in the stadium for the first time in 17 months and what a great atmosphere it was. We've got right behind the players, especially for that probably about 25 minutes in the second half when we had the momentum, we were knocking on the door and just unfortunately we just couldn't take one of the chances that we were... We're doing it, and again, sometimes you've got to say well done to Sheffield Wednesday to defend the way they've they've had to go and defend because we put them under a lot of pressure there. Um, but from my point of view, you've seen a very committed group of players who want to do well, and uh, it was intelligent in the play. And we played some, we mixed the game up as well. It wasn't just one way; we weren't predictable. Um, we were creating spaces and creating opportunities, which was good. When we spoke after the Fulham game, you said you were going to make a decision on Magda uh, during the week. I haven't heard anything, so can we assume that a decision has been made that he's, he's not going to well, stay he's, with he's the not club? Trained, he's not trained with us this week. So that's, that's the decision if you want to go from there. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the... Well, we'll see what happens between now and the end of the transfer window. And, uh, I mean, there's one name that has been mentioned quite a lot in reports, which I will put to you. Charlie Kirk from Crew. I noticed he wasn't involved with the, the Crew side today. Is, is he a player you admire? Oh, listen, he's, he's a player that we've, we've always liked. There's a lot of players out there who probably are, as I said, there's three weeks left of the transfer window. There's a lot of players that we've been after, a lot of players that we've gone and tracked who have maybe gone elsewhere to different clubs. Um, you know, I've not, I didn't see that he didn't play today, but um, from my point of view, you're asking me a question about him. He's one of many, many talented footballers that we've gone and tracked. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Charlie. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. 
Welcome back to Charlton Live, uh, looking back at the goalless draw with Sheffield Wednesday. I almost forgot who we were playing there <laughs> uh, on the uh, opening day. We just heard there from the Addicts boss, uh, Nigel Atkins. I mean, let's dive straight into it, Nath. Um, the, the Charlie Kirk rumours, as, as I mentioned before, I mean, I, I know there's there's all sorts of rumours. We're definitely in for him. Uh, whether we get him or not is obviously a different different thing. Uh, Nigel sort of skirted around it. Very, he, he is a professionally trained media person i would say nigel we know he knows you know he knows if a question is coming he knows how to answer it but he clearly doesn't deny it and that fits in with what what i'm hearing um yeah would you like him i mean clear clear yesterday that maybe i like Connor washington i like he's got bags of energy but i don't think you know in pre-season i thought that maybe he'd suit on the left because he likes cutting in a lot but he's not quite the sort of person to take the ball beyond the player too often on the left so maybe we need someone a little bit different, a little bit more suited to that position. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's not that again. I'm with you. It's not that I don't rate Connor Washington. I just think he's better down the middle. I just think his movement in between centre halves and and that sort of that's his game. Um, he'll do a job there, uh, you know, out on that left or right if they ever switch. But I think that that sort of area of the pitch, um, I still think we need another two people there, just so you can, you know, Charles Clayton can be. You know, they're sort of, not bit part, that's a bit disrespectful, but, you know, he's not going to play every week, but he can have some appearances. He might start the odd game. But um, I think we need some competition against, um, for DJ, so he doesn't get too settled. And Charlie Kirk could be a good, um, a good, a good, you know, a good acquisition if we, if we can get it over the line. I think he's the one that does like to come inside. You know, last year, I think got eight assists, six goals. It's something that we never really had um, from sort of wingers last year. We had a few from obviously Miller, but... Um, I think it's definitely something we we could definitely improve on. Um, if we are in for him, which you said, I think if there is the rumblings are true, then great. But it just depends who else is. If there is anyone else, just um, told you we are in for him now. If you're not believing me, yeah, uh, no, I did, but then I didn't want to like just assume. I didn't know if you was joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh but... yeah, no, I'm, I'm famed for just making up transfer rumours on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> listen, we've got Andy Delort coming next or something, haven't we? Or, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, like. I think it's, it'll be great, but again, it just depends who else is. Um, hopefully, you know, it does come to fruition and we get him and it'll be a great, great signing. So, um, definitely think he'll improve us. It's just where you fit Washington in then. Because I do think Washington is too good to be on a bench. But if he's going to play one up top... Because originally I thought, right, he's going to play Washington on the left and he's just going to be like a really narrow sort of wider player. So, he, he does form a two when DJ gets the box. But then... It's like, yeah, is he one renowned for sort of really, you know, staying out wide or getting chalk on his boots? Is what the, what the work, what, you know, what the old saying is. But no, he's not. Um, but I feel sorry for him because he is too good to just not not be in that starting eleven. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, from what we just heard there from Nigel, very positive about yesterday's display. Terry chimes with the sort of guy he is anyway. He will always look for the positives, but he, but he had. I imagine he he will look at what he's achieved so far in this preseason and getting some sort of uh, playing style into his team. He talks about an identity in and out of possession, and he'll probably say that he's seen you've you've seen that yesterday. I think uh, pressing higher possession football at times, 
Um, he talks about mixing it up as well. Sometimes we'd go long, obviously. It's not, not going to be unheard of with, with Jaden in the team. We've got the capacity to go long, and uh, maybe sometimes we'll be uh, guilty of overusing it potentially. But we certainly have that uh, ability and capacity to go long, and and uh, and it's not a bad outlet ball, whether it be to me on the right or uh, Washington or whoever on the left, and and then Stockley down the middle. It, it's it's an option. It's it's with how, how often you use it, and if you use it too often, it becomes easy to play against. Um, regards to Kirk, I think. Um, uh, we were in for him before, I believe. Uh, let's believe. The only thing that worries me a little bit is that this rumour came from uh, Nixon, wasn't it, from the Sun? So he's about as reliable as trains in winter, that fella. So that, that's the only thing that um, worries me about that particular rumour. Um, uh, the other thing, of course, is we're in the uh, once a rumour starts, we're in the throes of battling against other people who are prepared to throw silly money at things at the moment. Uh, we've already witnessed that so far in in the uh, transfer market and the transfer window, and so I think that would be the only thing I'm worried about is if we we get beaten to the to the post by some people who are prepared to just offer whatever uh, money the agents are asking. Mm, yeah, well, I've seen Sheffield United linked now with, um, with with Charlie Kirk, but again, I mean that's that has come from Alan Nixon, which is where the original rumor came from. Uh, but you know, I, I I do know that we're in for him. Whether Sheffield United will be in for him as well, or is that an agent putting a story out there? Who knows? But I guess we'll find out in the fullness of time. Right, let's. Uh, we're still going to hear from Sean Clare uh, later on in the pod. But let's have a look at a couple of the emails that have come in. Again, anyone who's tweeted or emailed in, uh, we've got loads of uh, of messages to come to. We'll get to as many as possible. But don't be too offended if we don't get to yours. Uh, because uh, otherwise we will literally be here all night because loads of you getting involved with the show email studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you wish to do so uh, for one of our uh, shows coming up in the near future or you can tweet us at charltonlive Bob Liscombe says guys please tell me it was a one-off and that the Red Red Robin uh, will return I thought it was a hard-fought game though Uh, I think we had the better chances Uh, Joseph says that whole left side needs changing Uh, Gunter cannot cross with his left foot and Washington always wanted to come central and left no option out wide Roddy and Clayden would be my options if no replacement is brought in uh, by next week. Carl says, lots of positives and left the, found, uh, the, the ground feeling upbeat. First, it was great for all of us to be back. I love the way that McGivray uh, played sweeper-keeper and was quick to snuff out balls over the top and through the channel. Yeah, he was quick off his line, wasn't he? Back line looked assured and in control. Yeah, that was one of my main takeaways from yesterday, is that Innes and Fainwell together look back to their best, how they were uh, last season. Um, Light Fainwell carrying the ball in the second half. The midfield three had so much energy about them. Dobson did the hard work, and Claire grew into the game, and Albie's build-up play uh, was very good. Stockley was immense. Uh, and we played into his body, not just lumping it. A couple of bits to work on. Claire could look to drive at players a little quicker. A couple of times he was undecided and slowed uh, down the brakes. General composure in front of goal. Snatched at chances when we did have them. Uh, we all know uh, that we need reinforcements. Hopefully we can get two permanents in and then a couple of loans to give Adkins the options off the bench. That's from Carl. And he says, good to have you back. Cheers, Carl. It's good to be back. Steve uh, says, great to be back at the Valley and to hear the Valley cho- uh, choir sounding so beautiful. The game itself wasn't the best uh, with two sets of quality centre-backs pre- prevailing over two blunt-edged attacks. Really impressed by George Dobson. He had some real legs and steel to our midfield. Lots of OK performances, uh, but we are crying out for options and depth from the bench. The real story was the dumping of the Red Red Robin in, in favour of Thomas's song. I'm sorry, but this was a huge misstep, and I truly hope the Sandguard sees this and reverses the decision. We are Cholton, and certain traditions need to say, let's hope that Steve Gallen 
has a busy week. Yeah, certainly uh, hope that he will. Uh, Michael says, uh, welcome back, gents. Uh, we all knew we needed some more signings, so all things considered, a solid point and an assured clean sheet against big promotion uh, rivals. The distribution uh, from Albie and effort from uh, Washington were both outstanding. Claren Dobson both worked exceptionally hard as well as new signings and have looked to improve the total team uh, versus last season. I've very little to complain about other than poor finishing and a need for slightly more assured passing from the back with Bannon dragging that shot wide. It was a massive uh, let off, encouraged by the performance overall. Jimmy says, Hi guys, personally, I think a point was fair. Uh, both sides missed a good chances. We look stronger in defence than we did last season. Uh, we just need to work on the attack now. Still a few weeks left of the window. No need uh, to panic. Sure, we didn't win, but look at the positive. Fans are back. The atmosphere was bouncing, uh, and the return of Floyd and Harvey, and even a cheeky little appearance from the Woolwich Pigeon and his pals as well. Mike Bramley uh, said, uh, Good to have Charlton back. Uh, I'm never going to take it for granted again. Yesterday was like Charlton heaven for me with curves and the ex-players. The only thing lacking uh, was the three points. We know we need to strengthen. Uh, I know a lot has been said about the Red Red Robin, but has anyone else picked up on the line in addicts to victory that they want to tear the place down, hoping this is some uh, sort of rock war anthem rather than us relocating to the Greenwich Peninsula? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's just, uh, just, just the wording uh, of the song. Dom uh, says, uh, great to have you back. I just wanted to say on the Red Red Robin issue that I hope it's sorted out soon. Thomas is a great guy and I'm delighted to have an owner that is enthusiastic enough to write a song um, but we need to have the understanding that it was a real misstep um, and we can't get rid of the traditions on the footballing side not sure of your thoughts but I'm really not a fan of 89th minute subs it takes a fair few minutes to get into a game after sitting on a bench for an hour and a bit hopefully we will see more of Clayton uh, this coming year yeah I would have been tempted to chuck him on a bit earlier uh, you know, because if you are, you're going to see if he can do something. But as uh, Terry said there, it is one of those things that you sort of stick or twist at that point, don't you? So it was a, a decision that obviously uh, Nigel have made. Finally, Jonathan West says, hi, it's Jonathan West from the Upbeat. So I was at the Valley. It was a fantastic day uh, for yesterday's game. Thanks for all the support uh, of the fans and the players and the manager and the staff. I will see you again in two weeks time right let's have a listen to an interview we did with one of our debutants uh, from yesterday sean claire finally returned to sc7 obviously was a, a trainee or uh, under 11s i think it was when he joined the club went off to uh, the nike academy did play for sheffield wednesday for a little while uh, he's rejoined the club now made his full debut yesterday i asked him what he made of the contest on his return to sc7 i thought it was a very competitive game um it's two teams that you would think would be up there towards the end of the season. Um, they're a good side, but I think we were very, very solid defensively um, and probably had the better chances overall, um, the better number of chances especially. So I think it's something we can take going forwards um, against one of the better teams in the league. We've we've probably had the better of the game. So um, looking back on it, I will look at what we can make better and, and just move forward from that. But definitely a lot of positives. It's always interesting, isn't it, when you go into your, your first few games of the season to sort of see how you've landed as a squad and compared to, you know, a, ma- a massive side like Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably be quite pleased with how you, you sort of the balance of the, of the game was today. Definitely. I think as a team, we can get sharper um, near the final third. Um, I think you probably saw in the second half it was getting better. Um, that will only come better by playing. Uh, obviously, in pre-season, it's very in and out. You're trying to get fitness. So once the season's here, that's when you really sharpen your tools. And um, I think I think we'll score goals. And if we're as solid as we were today, um, we'll keep a lot out and, and get a lot of clean sheets. So it, it's definitely a lot of positives. Um, I think everyone's happy with the performance, would have liked the win, obviously. Um, but it's a good step in the right direction. And how did you find it out there yourself? As, as I mentioned, I thought, you know, you, let's get forward into, into the penalty area mm-hmm. when you could. Did you, were you enjoying it out there? Yeah, it, it was a bit surreal for me. Obviously, 
growing up as a kid, I was watching people walk out and stuff like that to, to the Red Red Robin and that. So um, when I heard it in the warm up and things like that, it was a bit surreal, but um, I enjoyed it. I think second half was definitely better. It was, a, it was um, we played a bit more through me in the second half, which um, allowed me to, to drive on the ball and get in the box a bit more. Um, and that's what I'll, I'll try and bring to the team. Um, I think there was opportunities where um, the final pass, whether it was from me or other players, um, could have been a bit better and we would have got a goal. So it's the first game. Um, we, we can't expect too much, but I think what we gave and and, and what we did was, was massive. And, and obviously, playing in front of fans again was, was huge. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really grateful to all the fans that turned out and I'm sure they'll be with us throughout the season. There we go. That was Sean Clare. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've spoken pretty much about his performance, but you'd have to say, Nafi he is one of the, the, the players coming in that I do think he's a good bit of business from what I've seen so far and uh, spoke very uh, positively yesterday. I think so, yeah. In my opinion, I think he'll offer us energy. We've obviously touched on it sort of a bit today and um, on Thursday. I just think that last season we just lacked a little bit of legs. There was games where we had to have Prattley and Watson. Um, they both have their pros, but they also have their cons in terms of that. You know, we just don't have the legs. And I think he offers us something different. It's more box-to-box. Um and obviously that you know it shows that he's got the he's got a good footballing brain he's got got vision with that you know that that pass that nearly came off um, so yeah I think he'll he'll add something different he's got a different dimension and um, listen like, like I said at the beginning of the show I mean it's it's going to get better it can only get better I mean and everyone's going to be a bit rusty everyone's still getting to know each other um, you know Albie's starting you got Sean Clare and Dobbo in the middle of the pitch. You know, who've, who've only played a couple of games together in terms of friendlies. Um, so, yeah, I think it was positive and I think it's positive sides, signs. And I think it was, even if, if you go back to Robbo, I know next week we've got Oxford, but it sounded like he didn't want to lose him either. But, and, but he just said to him, well, if you want to go, I only want people who want to be here. So um, I think it's good. I think it's always good to have someone who knows the club as well. Obviously coming around from the surrounding areas and used to be here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it to see what he can bring. Definitely, um there was bits of improvement, maybe, but yeah, I was really, I was really impressive in yesterday. Excellent stuff. Right uh, before the pandemic, I think we did it once, maybe twice. We started a new feature uh, called "Views from the Fans Bar." We went out and bought all these lovely little new microphone windshields as well, with our logo on, so I could send Benji and, and Nathan and Tom out into the Fans Bar to pick up all your your views. And then the pandemic happened, and we never actually got to use them. But finally, uh, Benji was out, uh, was able to get into the Fans Bar yesterday uh, to ask for some views. These are the views of Martin and Lawrence on yesterday's performance. Quite an even game. Uh, Wednesday are going to be the side. They're going to be up there, um, and I fit, think it was quite evenly matched. Um, I feel like the fit, the, pos- the big positive for me was the work rate of the players today. Even if we're losing the ball, particularly Innes and Fainwell at the back, um, they were putting their bodies on the line to win the ball back. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we did all right. There's obviously a lot of room for improvement and I'm hoping we can add it to the squad a little bit more before the end of the transfer window at the end of the month. But I think that today's a, it's a good starting point. There's a good solid base to build on. I, I think we look positive under Atkins and I'm hoping we can kick on from today really. I thought it was a good, uh, good point. I think we played pretty well through the thirds. I think particularly the centre-back pairing is really really strong I think if we can keep, keep Famiwo and uh, Innes fit for the whole season we've got a really good chance of finishing top six the big concern for me was the midfield I think like 
some people will point to the strikers and say we didn't score and blame Stockley or Jarasimi or Washington. For me, that wasn't the issue. I thought the, the big issue was was the middle third. I thought Dobson, Clare and Morgan was a really, really weak midfield three. Um, I, I, a lot of people are singling Morgan out for criticism. I don't think it was just Morgan. I thought it was the whole three. Um, I thought Morgan Morgan did have a bad game. I mean, it, hate, it, it pains me to say it because I like to see the uh, the youth products do well. I thought I thought Morgan was poor though. I thought he um, his set pieces were poor. I think his final balls and his decision making were both poor. Um, but I also think Dobson and Claire weren't up to much either. I think um, Dobson particularly. You're not going to finish in the top six with Dobson as your number four. You're just uh, I'll not. go with Jaden Stockley. I thought his work rate was quite good, but for me, he was just winning a lot of defensive headers today. So, yeah, Stockley. Stockley, 100%. Stockley was incredible at the front and at the back. Like He is a leader. Uh, I think it was a great shout to put him as captain. Um, he headed everything away in the um, in the defensive third. He he won a lot of headers um, up top as well to to flick on. Unfortunately, it just wasn't quite coming off to flick on to either DJ or Connor. Thanks to Martin and Lawrence. Um, you get a wide range of views on, on the show and everyone's uh, welcome. If we thrust a microphone in your face, uh, you're more than welcome uh, to say what you thought of the performance. That's what the, those two did yesterday. Uh, keep an eye out for, for Benji. He looks a little bit, he actually looks a lot like Christian Eriksen. Um, so next time you're in the fans bar after a game, if you see Benji walking around with a Charlton Live microphone, uh, go up to him and give him your opinion, or Tom or Nate or Lewis or whoever uh, we can get in to do it. I might even go and help with a couple as well. So uh, we're really eager to try and keep that going throughout the season. So if you see one of us, uh, come and give us your views after a game. We'll try and get them uh, on the show. Right, we have got some more tweets as well, though. Uh, again, don't be too disheartened if we don't get to yours um, because we've had loads. Um, but uh, Martin says there's an awful game of football, but the far most uh, disappointing part of it uh, of the day was that some idiot thought it would be a good idea to drop the red. Uh, red. Robin Phil says decent uh, performance signs are there. A couple of bodies in. I think we're in for a good season. Uh, things to work on, like quality of service into Stockley. Uh, but it was a promising start. Tracy says it was brilliant to be back. Fantastic atmosphere. Uh, the team are looking good. Just a couple more players needed. I think we'll be in the running uh, for promotion this year. John says if you can't can't win it uh, don't lose it for a first game in front of a crowd it was okay I get the impression they're biding their time over new players so they don't want to have to overpay fine uh, but don't miss your targets so Darcy uh, says it was too early to say uh, we're as good as Wednesday uh, we were as good as Wednesday but we need more bodies in uh, for all the Johnny Big Potatoes talk of giving the kids a chance Adkins must have looked like this fella uh, when he turned to the bench in the 65th minute if you say you're going to give him a chance uh, then do so the, this fella that Sir Darcy is referring to is that I don't know that that Robin mascot that they've just replaced. It does look like he's uh, he looks permanently shocked or surprised or something. Well, Alex uh, says it's a solid performance defensively. We look very strong. Uh, Fame and Innes, if fit, will prove vital. Definitely need some creativity uh, to add to the midfield along with some pace. DJ was a standout along with Stockley uh, doing what he does so well. It's just great uh, to be back. Nick says it was a good result. Uh, I think that we looked the better team. Claire and Dobson were good and DJ uh, was class. But we do need uh, some more transfers. And then finally, Rebecca says it was about. 
so much more uh, than the game yesterday. It was about the camaraderie of the fans, uh, about seeing those we've only seen via Zoom for so long. It was about celebrating football, Cholton and our players without the shadow of a destructive owner or regime hanging over the club. It was about Curbs and his legacy throwing, uh, sorry, uh, Thomas and his guitar. It was about having away fans and home fans in song and realising that Bobbin, like a red robin, is part of my perfect football day. It was good to be back, and I think that's a nice place uh, to end. Thank you, Rebecca, for those uh, excellent tweets. Um, you know, I, I, very briefly, Terry, uh, AFC Wimbledon in the League Cup. Uh, not really a great deal of manoeuvre for in terms of rotation, but I guess we'll see some of those youngsters that Nigel did have on the bench, and perhaps a few more. Yeah, at least he doesn't have the rules of, uh, of that other nonsense uh, football trophy cup thing nonsense where you have to play like 75% of the side that played the week before and the week after any of that garbage. So he can he can rotate it a little bit. So I'd expect, personally, I think he wouldn't give uh, to a stuff about this competition and, and he'll play as, as, as relaxed side as he possibly could. So I'd expect to see quite a few of the uh, under-23s in the, in the side line-up on, on Tuesday. But you never know, he might surprise us and put a slightly stronger side out. AFC women had a good result um, I think yes, they beat Doncaster away so um, they're, uh, they got their tails up I'll, I just get the feeling especially with uh, as everybody's mentioned the squad depth and uh, unless he makes some signings tomorrow that he can throw in I'd expect to see quite a youthful team out on Tuesday Excellent stuff. Well, either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I look forward to every Charlton game, so uh, I will be there and, and look forward to it. We'll be back on Thursday, of course. We'll have some uh, reaction uh, to that game and we'll look ahead to uh, next Saturday's uh, trip up to Oxford to take on Carl Robinson. Uh, and yeah, he's uh, Oxford side. Another one to look forward to. Our first away uh, day, a proper away day in, what, 17, 18 months. So hopefully uh, we will sell out that away end and it'll be packed uh, with Charlton fans. Right, this has been Charlton Life. Thanks to all of you who've got involved uh, with the show. Um, thank you to to Terry and to Nathan for joining me on the pod. Cheers, Cheers Luke. Cheers, Nathan. Good to speak to you all. We will be back here then on Thursday. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. <laughs> Is it? Uh, is it? There are away fans on Tuesday. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess so. Because I might, I might come straight from work. Because what? Join the away fans? Yes, I say. Why is that? Is that the clincher? Is it? No, I don't know. It's just because I've, I've just thought, I've just remembered that it's. Um, I could probably because I live in Surrey now. It's only down the road. Somewhere it's just a lot easier for me to get to there. That's a home game. Oh, no, sorry, no. it's at the Valley. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was at Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't have told him. Going that. We shouldn't yeah. have told him. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, I would have gone there, come to Wimbledon, play a late go, where's this game then? <laughs> oh, that would have been mildly amusing. secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.